0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dallas Hoops Fancast. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm here with my co-host, Martin. Hey, guys. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Dallas Hoops Cast. You can follow me on Twitter, at underscore Sydney Myers. Martin is at Martin L. Myers. You can listen to new episodes and read exclusive articles at DallasHoopsCast.com. I just published an article today that is a deep dive into Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Pretty much anything that you want to know about what to expect, His strengths and weaknesses, the shot, like we have to talk about the shot.
1: The shot. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Um, everything is is in this article, so it's pretty long. But there are there's link there's like a table of contents link or you know links to all of that at the beginning of the article. So if there's something that you're interested in like the shot or his defense or whatever, just click on that and you can read that section. I also included an audio version, so if you don't feel like reading the whole thing, you can just listen to it, it's a lot easier. I thought I would try it. If you like that feature, just let me know. I might do it for future articles. Um, But that's at DallasHoopsCast.com. Yes, so let's get started. The Mavericks played the Orlando Magic tonight. It was their first game after the All-Star game. Our All Star break, they won 122 to 106. It was a good win. I mean, it was on the road. The Magic aren't a great team. They're 24 and 32, but any win on the road is good. Yeah, it was after the break. They showed a lot of focus. I didn't see any rust or you know, yeah, any hangover from the party or anything. It it was it was a really solid game, Um, and it was. I, I think it was a good win. We're we're gonna talk about. That, uh, we're going to go over the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to do buy or sell some of the things that we saw in this game. Do we expect to see them going forward? But first, I, I do want to talk about Michael Kid Gilchrist just because it was his first game. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't really play a lot. Of, he played five minutes, I think. Let me see. Um, four minutes. He played four minutes. So there wasn't really, there's not a whole lot to break down here. But it was it was cool to see him. I mean, at least we got to see a glimpse of him. He wore number nine, um, which I don't know how I feel about that because yeah. that also, reminded me of Rajan Rondo, but
1: anyway. also I don't know what these times are correct because it says that Justin Jackson only played five minutes and 51 seconds. And if that's the case, that was the longest five minutes <laughs> and 51 seconds of the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about Justin Jackson in the good, the bad, and the ugly thing. But I think it's correct because...
1: No, I, I it is. It just yeah. I'm surprised when I saw it. I felt like he was out there for like the longer. entire game. But he, I don't think he got on the court in the second half. Who? Um, Justin Jackson. Well, or both, Michael K. really. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't a lot to see from Kitty Gilchrist. I think you saw... Basically, what he does, which is defense. I mean, he picked up um, Aaron cu- Gordon. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the fouls. He picked up three fouls, so it didn't go yeah, very but well.
1: But on one of the replays we saw, he didn't even was touch not the guy. A foul, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what to expect from him other than his defensive abilities. When you watch him play, I'm a little surprised by how long his arms are. He does have a really high reach for a guy that's six six. Um, but I just don't know where he fits on the team, especially if he's a uh, negative on the offensive side. I don't really know what their plan is for him. if they can't fix his shot, I don't see him playing much this the rest of this year.
0: yeah, so about his wingspan, he has a seven foot wingspan mm-hmm. which for a six six guy, that's like yeah. really long. um he actually has a longer wingspan than dwight Powell, mm-hmm. who's six ten. Um, so that's that's pretty impressive. and obviously helps him on, on yeah, defense.
1: I think we'll see him more like when the Mavs play a team that's probably got a little bit more offensive wings. Obviously, playing the Clippers, he'll probably get some minutes in there to either guard Paul George or Kawhi Leonard uh, just because they have two guys that are really good on the wing. Um, but there may be games where he probably doesn't even see the floor.
0: Yeah, and I think also as he gets more comfortable with – the with the team Mm -hmm. and with the offense i mean there's there's a possible which we'll talk about this there's a possibility he doesn't ever play but like assuming that he does i think it would take him some time to get used to the offense i talked about in the article like where exactly does he fit because you're right like he's never really been an offensive player but honestly you know everyone talks about the shot he's got this ugly form and all of that First of all, he's worked on it and so I have some I have a video in the article that shows the form is a little bit better now. Um, but he actually like there's other things that players can do on offense besides mm-hmm. shoot. And he's he's good at some of those. Like he's good playing yeah. off the ball. He um cuts to the rim at the right time, he's very active. Um, he, you know, gets the right angles. He he's always in the right place off the ball for easy looks. I mean, it's not like He's dropping 15 a night, but for a couple shots here and there, he can do that.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how much time we can spend talking about. I mean, I feel like we literally just <laughs> broke down his entire offensive game yeah. in a 30 second clip that you just dropped. True. So yeah, I, I don't know. Do you want to spend a, another 20 minutes talking about him?
0: Well. No, we don't we don't have to but it's just you know you were talking about his fit like where does he fit i
1: I would say that i i don't want to see justin jackson on the court again yeah and now that we have another wing i
0: don't see the need
1: i don't yeah i I was surprised (laughs) when i saw him in there and then he was in there for so long and i'm like why is he even out there what was the point of signing i would rather you just play michael kidd gilchrist even though he's no good on offense He's just a better player than Justin Jackson is. And I, I don't know why Carlisle just will not let the Justin Jackson yeah. thing go. Kid Gilchrist, if you give him minutes, give him confidence, he is a better player than Justin Jackson.
0: Which is not saying no. Much. But
1: <laughs> yeah. if he's better, play him, not yeah. Justin Jackson.
0: I mean, the only thing I can figure is that, like I said, he has to learn the system. And so until then, you have to play somebody. But I, I we were like... You signed a player and yet you're still going to play all your normal guys plus a new guy. Like Mm -hmm. whose minutes did he take or will he take?
1: I was just as confused. I, I thought in the first half. Now, granted, Seth did not play that well in this game. But, you know, Seth is one of those guys that he has earned his minutes already. So even if he's having a bad game, he even in the fourth quarter, he should still be out there. Because he's earned that right, in my opinion, and I felt like if Curry's having a bad game, his minutes get removed, Mm -hmm. and Justin Jackson will get minutes. Or Jalen Jackson got more minutes.
0: Jalen Jalen Jackson uh, Jalen Brunson (laughs) Brunson
1: got more minutes, and I just you know just play Curry more and and take that five minutes that you gave to Justin Jackson and just give it back to Curry
0: or I mean Curry played twenty eight minutes or kid Gilchrist Gilchrist. so like you know like you said there's not a lot to break down from this game so obviously we have to see more games and more of kid mm-hmm. gilchrist to see how they use him
1: if if more kid gilchrist means less justin jackson That's i'm all for win. it yeah but if we're gonna play both of them at the same time yeah just shoot me now i it's carlisle sometimes it's just so frustrating yeah
0: so in the article i talk about two ways that the mavericks might use him they They could use him as like a Dwight Powell uh, replacement, or they could use him as like a pseudo Draymond Green, and he actually has the abilities to do both of those things. I know it sounds crazy because he's four inches shorter than Dwight Powell, but I break down his offensive skill set, his athleticism, like we talked about his wingspan, but his vertical and and like, even the size of his hands, they're actually very similar. So he has the ability to do both. But, again, we have to see more games before we really know how they yeah. use him.
1: Really, there, there's no need to have a rolling big if Porzingis is willing to play the five.
0: If you're going to do five
1: out. If Porzingis yeah. is willing to play the five, then there's no need to have anybody rolling to the basket because now you can just spread the floor with a bunch of three-point shooters. So I don't see that working out to where he kind of takes a Dwight Powell role. In fact, that would kind of close the offense a little bit. And for all those, maybe it's too early to talk about this, but as you can see, Dwight Powell was not the reason why their offense was so amazing.
0: Because it's still good. It's
1: still amazing. It's still number one in the league, even since he went out. The games that he's been out. So... That whole argument, I, I know it's not the right time for that, but I just felt like throwing that out there. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't see Michael Kidd- Gilchrist fill any in that role. Again, my comp for him is Dorian. If they can turn him into Dorian, yeah. it's a huge win.
0: Well, and that's, you know, another thing is that I talk about, like, the jump shot. Can they get him to be a good shooter? And it sounds like it's just so far out of his reach right now. But I mean, you know, Dorian, he went from shooting twenty nine percent, I think, on three pointers to now like thirty eight percent, and yeah. that was in less than two seasons.
1: Yeah, but the difference is he started out with the Mavericks, and the yeah. first thing they and he, did he with him—he was him, younger. Yes, and so. and Kid Gilchrist has been in the league now for—he's a veteran. Eight years, and he's going to yeah. change his his form, so I, I don't see it. Like I said, I think he's more going to play if the Mavericks are going against a really good offensive team that has really good wing depth, then Kid Gilchrist will be out there to take 10, 15 minutes to guard Paul George or Kawhi.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so that's Kid Gilchrist. Really, the bottom line is we just have to see more games to see what he can do, how they utilize him, if Carlisle can unlock something in him. Um, Let's move on now. So going back to this game specifically, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Obviously, in a win, there's a lot of good. Um, I thought, you know, we both talked about how the first quarter was just beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was just perfect. It was the the way that every game should go. Um, Luca was on fire, but he didn't have the ball the entire time. You know, he he deferred and, and other players got involved, but he still had a huge impact on the game. Um, Porzingis was playing well. Like, that quarter was just perfect like that's how I want every single game to go the entire time
1: yeah uh, are we talking about the good right now yes. have we got oh, okay yes, the yes. Good. uh yeah I think the first positive. the first quarter was well, what I mean is did we get into it so oh, okay. yeah the first quarter was great I I thought to me um what you can see is Porzingis is is he really is a star uh, how how much of a star I don't know and you can see the difference. On the court when he is out there, now that they have another guy who can attack you, can get his own basket, which he's been doing a great job of lately, it really makes you true contenders. Because when you have that one guy, if you shut him down or he's having a bad game, your whole offense is shot. And I think we saw in the third quarter, which we'll get into, but the third quarter when Luca was kind of struggling. Porzingis was able to carry them offensively and keep them engaged. And he had a huge third quarter. So to me, the good is Tass Porzingis.
0: Yeah, it was just the the first quarter was just really balanced. It was there was a lot of flow to the offense. Luca and Porzingis were leading the charge. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like, you know, all these other guys had the ball all the time. Like they were leading the charge. Um, but it was just there was a there was a nice flow to the offense, and I thought it went really well. Um, another good thing from the game, Maxi Kleba. Oh, he was
1: awesome. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he finished with twenty six points. Career high. Yeah. yeah. And there was one point where they were saying he had seventeen points, and we were like, "What?
1: When did he get 17? <laughs> yeah,
0: but he hit. Um, he was three for six on three pointers. He had a couple of alley shots. He had a couple of dunks mm-hmm. that were just.
1: Well. Uh, yeah. They. Vucevic is not very good on the defensive side of the floor. Yeah. And obviously you can see Porzingis and Maxi had huge games because anytime Vucevic was in the pick and roll, they struggled to stop. I mean, it was mm-hmm. either an alley-oop or a wide-open three a for Maxi or Porzingis or a foul. And uh, Maxi really took advantage of it. His shot was going down. He had a nice dunk, yeah. and I was like, man, he can get up whenever yeah. he goes to the basket.
0: He saw a wide-open lane, and he just exploded. Like, mm-hmm. it was not a routine thing. And and Porzingis, too, had a pretty powerful dunk. It was like... It's um, an offensive rebound. Yeah, it was yeah. off a couple of a putbacks or something, and it wasn't going in. And I think before that, like, he hadn't been getting fouls mm-hmm. that he felt like he should have gotten in, so he just slammed it in really quick. It was It was a really quick thing, but... Those two things I thought inside they did. They did a lot of good things. Um, another good thing, they held Orlando to 39% shooting. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, again, Orlando isn't a great team, but at least they kept them down there.
1: But, you know, the Mavericks have struggled on defense, even yeah, against yeah. subpar teams. So, anytime you can hold a team to below 40% from the field, It's a win.
0: Yeah, and I mean, 39% is... It was actually 39.4. That's really good. And there was
1: really a stretch in that game where the Magic were making everything. Fournier was making everything. So for it to be under 40%, that means the rest of the game, they really didn't have any shots going in.
0: Yeah, Fournier was... Ten for nineteen in the game, five for twelve on threes. He finished with twenty eight points, mm-hmm. and yeah, there was a stretch where he was just killing. The, and Markel Foltz too. What did he finish he with? He had fourteen. Fourteen, I think. but it was a stretch. Well, where and he just and this scored is, every time.
1: This is the whole analytics age of basketball because he hit basically every mid range jumper. Yeah, and he hit seven of them. Yeah, <laughs> or wh- however many actual mid range shots he had. It was, and he ended them, up seven. with fourteen points. Yeah, so. You know.
0: Well, and like Maxi said, they interviewed him on Fox Sports Southwest. He said that um,
1: the he, mid-range, yeah, that yeah.
0: like those were the shots that they wanted him to take because they're not great shots. And he was like, you know, he made them. They were tough shots. You know, that's not ideal, but at least they were just they were just that. And um, so yeah, I mean, there was a stretch where Fournier and, and Fultz were doing really well. But you know, again, Maxi talks about how, talked about how they made some adjustments. And I think those adjustments completely worked. Like, I think Fournier had like two or three points in the fourth quarter. And so they really they made a good adjustment to, to shut him down, to slow down the team. And then, yeah, to finish with the Magic shooting 39%, that I thought was really good.
1: It was interesting that Foltz didn't play much in the fourth quarter. And plus minus, he was a zero. Hmm. But that's in a, what, 16-point loss. And he was at a zero. And DJ Augustine, who closed the game, was a negative 14. Or Michael Carter-Williams was a negative 11. So Fultz was actually really good. um,
0: That's true. You know, for the
1: Magic. I I don't know why he only got 25 minutes, but I don't care, you know. Yeah. Good for the Mavs. Uh, Porzingis, I I wanted to talk about him too as well. Um, For the the good. Yes, yeah, well, okay. it just just overall, his last uh I think seven eight games, oh, we're gonna get into okay. that, All so right. I don't okay, Yep.
0: um yeah, that'll that'll be part of the buyer's sell, okay, okay, so that's the good um and and really, the good was was most of it. We're gonna also talk about the bad and the ugly, just you know, because there's always something you can learn. so um, some of the bad things, uh Justin Jackson played, I thought that was enough said yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't
1: know what else we can talk about
0: yeah he was he played six minutes and he was a minus two so not a lot of good there
1: yeah uh you know we don't, we don't
0: have to dwell on it I just yeah. wanted to share.
1: um Seth didn't play very well um you know but tomorrow he's one of those guys that uh, tomorrow he'll end up having 18 20 19 20 yeah. points uh, I I will say that Seth did have some really good plays that he made in the first quarter yeah. when they Again, were just yeah, yeah, flowing so quarter. well. But overall he he kind of had a bad game.
0: Yeah. Um, another bad thing, I, I thought Luca forced a few shots on double teams.
1: Yeah. That's going on my ugly category. Oh, your ugly yeah, category. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Well then that, that's my last bad. So how about we just combine these two and, and okay. talk about that? It, it was weird. Like he handles double teams generally pretty well and traps. He handles them well too, but There was a few times in this game where he was doubled and he moved all across the court with the double following him, driving all the way through the lane to the sideline and then forced up a shot. And I was like, um, what? Like, what was that?
1: Sometimes he'll have a game or two where he does that. And for some reason he'll come off a screen, he'll get double teamed and he'll forget that he can pass the ball. Yeah, And I thought the third quarter was just terrible, the way he played the in that whole third te- quarter. Well, not the Well, whole team, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I get it. You, you went up by, by like 20-something points, and whenever you do that, you'll always kind of let your guard down. Yeah. And that's possible that happened to the Mavericks, but Doncic was a real big contributor to that because in the third quarter, he was just terrible.
0: Yeah, I thought he forced a lot.
1: Yeah, and, and he's still—and, and, you know, <laughs> this is not going to turn into a negative Doncic pod— I love Doncic and I'll take him over anybody in the league right now. But some some things he still can work on is finding Porzingis when Porzingis pops. Because when Porzingis rolls, he can find him. Yeah. Porzingis is open every single time he pops. And Luka never does that little hookback pass to him. And I feel like if you did that every time, it'd be a wide open three for Porzingis.
0: Yeah. And especially tonight, like again, on these double teams, he just it was kept like, going. yeah, it was so weird. They would double him off the pick and then, yeah, he would just keep going. And, and I don't think I've ever seen that from Luca. So I don't. I don't think that it'll I, happen I've again. I've seen it
1: from time to time. And he cleaned yeah. it up in the, the end of the third. Yeah, it's not like yeah. it's a problem. No, 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 It was no, just
0: no. a weird thing I yeah. saw in what, this game. But you
1: can see, at least with the Porzingis and him, there's a whole other level that they can go to, which is yeah. scary. Because they're, they're really playing well together right now. And yet, there's even more that they can get to. Because, again, Porzingis is open basically every single time. And, you know, if he made that pass a couple of times... That would open up his offense yeah. because they wouldn't now be they out. won't only stay on him. Right now they're staying on him because like, hey, he's not going to pass it to him anyways. Yeah. So if he makes that pass and Porzingis hits a couple of threes, then they're going to stop doing that, and it's going to open up the lane for him even more.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes Luca just um, he like he'll miss a few shots or something, and he wants to make up for it mm-hmm. so badly. That he'll kind of he's force just, it a little bit. He, he's twenty. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so. we
1: we forget that.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So another thing with the ugly, you mentioned the third quarter. I thought the whole team got a little turnover happy in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. There was some just crazy Terrible turnover. Passes, yeah, yeah, just bad passes or or miscues really, um, and basically the third quarter was just not very good. And it could have been like you said because they got the lead, um, or maybe guys just lost focus at the, everyone at the same time, I don't know, but the third quarter was not very good at all, I mean, they, they recovered from it, and they won the game, so it's, it's not like it's a problem, it wasn't the whole game, but that definitely wasn't a good quarter, okay, um, so that's the good, the bad, and the ugly from this game, uh, send us a message on Twitter, let us know what you guys thought of the good, the bad, what you think about Porzingis' performance, Luca? Uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, the number of minutes that he played, and also him versus Justin Jackson. Let us know what you think. I'm at underscore Sydney Myers. Martin is at Martin L. Myers. What a,
1: what a sad argument. What? Kidd-Gilchrist <laughs> versus Justin Jackson. Like, why why do we have to? Carlisle, why are, we why are you doing this to us?
0: Yeah. Okay, um, let's move on to buy or sell. So, um, basically, things that happened tonight should we buy into it, like invest, you know, and think that we're going to see this again or expect to see it again? Or are you selling as in like, I don't believe in this. I don't think it's going to happen again.
1: I get by and so yeah. Well, I just, I <laughs> is I, it just for this season? I wanted
0: to explain it for yes. our viewers because, um, to be honest with you, I had to Google it. So What? because <laughs>
1: every single radio show I or know, TV show I does by sell. I
0: know, and and I always and it's you always never knew such what it a meant. great segment. And I I I kind of understood what it meant just based on wow. the, how they talk. But I just wanted to be sure because you know I. You know, self confidence. I didn't want to like, yeah. Okay. Um, This is just for the rest of the season. Yeah. So buy or sell. Okay. First, we talked about Kid Gilchrist's minutes. He played only four minutes in this game. Are you buying or selling how many (laughs) minutes he played?
1: I'm going to buy that. I just don't really. I don't see him. I think he's just going to.
0: You think he's a bench warmer?
1: Basically. I think they got him for insurance when they play a really good offensive wing player Hmm. or two. I mean, honestly, you could even think of it as they got him specifically for the Clippers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So if we face the Clippers in the playoffs, which there's a really good chance that we're going to end up facing them in the first round, that's to me why they got him.
0: um, I'm going to sell this. I really hope that he's not just a bench warmer because the- I just wrote a 2000 word article <laughs> about analyzing everything about Michael Kidd Gilchrist. So he better actually play.
1: <laughs> My only concern with him is he could not get off the bench in Charlotte.
0: Yeah, but only this year. True. I mean, that was. Yeah.
1: But I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. It- it's his eighth year. You know, a lot of the things we talk about, like with improving his shot or, or this or that it's like it's his eighth year we've spent you know, enough time on Kid okay. gilchrist all right okay you really don't <laughs> want to talk about Kid gilchrist uh second christops and luca both scored at least 24 points tonight kp uh, scored 24 luca scored 33 that's only the sixth time this season that both have scored mm-hmm. 23 or more points in the same game Five of those six times were in October and November when the Mavs were totally healthy. So buy or sell that this is the combo we'll see for the rest of the year.
1: I'm definitely buying it. And I'm pretty sure it's the back-to-back games they've done this. Because Porzingis had yes, 27 and Luka right. had 33. Yeah, so it is. yeah, it's back-to-back games. So I'm definitely buying it. Porzingis l- looks back. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's back to being a, a superstar or a potential superstar before his injury and, you know, the great thing about both of Luca and Porzingis, right now they're shooting the ball really efficiently. And so they're able to get their points on a low amount of shots. Mm-hmm. So definitely buying.
0: I think I'm going to buy it too, because I think they're figuring out um, each other. They've learned each other. And, and, and not even just... Like, they're figuring it out. I think there's things that they have figured out. And, they're, like, there's less and less that they need to figure out about each other. And so, I, I buy it. Yeah,
1: and Porzingis' shot is going in. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that certainly helps. That's always important. Yeah.
0: I like when that happens. Uh, okay. Justin Jackson came in and scored three points and grabbed two rebounds in six minutes and then didn't play again. Buy or sell? This is... Looks so painful for you to talk well, about. Well, Carlisle,
1: <laughs> why are you doing this to okay. us? Okay, we're we're having segments <laughs> about Justin <laughs> Jackson. Why?
0: Okay, well, but he, we he,
1: we shouldn't talk about him.
0: He he came in in the you know, the first quarter, played six minutes, and then didn't play again. Buy or sell that Carlisle might be close to moving on from him.
1: I'm gonna sell because <laughs> I. I Carlisle gets these things in his head. Yeah. And he will write it until somebody smacks him in the face and snaps out so he can snap out of it. I think we're seeing Justin Jackson for the rest of this year. Yeah. I,
0: same. I, I sell it. I think
1: that really sucks. Yeah.
0: <sighs> I, I mean, I don't know. Like, he might play. 15 minutes, he might play 20, he might start some random game. Like with Jackson, (laughs) you you never never know. know. You just know that he is going to be out there every single game. And so, yeah, I I sell that. Okay, last one. Uh, Over the last seven games, Kristaps Porzingis is averaging 28 points, 10 rebounds, and two blocks while shooting almost 52% from the floor and 41% from three. Buy or sell that Christops is back.
1: Oh, I buy it. Yeah. I mean, I think even if you look, I know the last seven, those numbers are good. But if you look at the last 15 games, yeah, <laughs> it sounded <laughs> weirder that? in the uh, microphone. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a lot more intense in the microphone than yeah. it, it's supposed to be. But no, I think he's back. As long as he can stay healthy, this is the guy that they thought they were getting.
0: Yeah, it's okay. My only thing would be that um, some of those games were without Luca.
1: Like yeah, but even with Luca. Yeah, I mean tonight he's, he's yeah. still at twenty four, and in the previous the last game, game 27. He had twenty seven. Twenty
0: seven. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I don't know if it'll be twenty eight. I mean,
1: the thing is, he always got his shots, even when Luca was playing, he was still getting That's his true. shots. They just yeah. weren't going in, and now they're going in. So he's going to continue to get his shots, and I think he'll shoot a high percentage the rest of the year.
0: And and I don't know, like. Seven games out of eighty-two, like yeah, it's a small sample size, but I don't know. Seven games to me seems like enough to say, like yeah, I feel like it's, I can expect. It's not that. even
1: the total points per game. It's just when you watch him play, uh, you see he looks more comfortable out there. Yeah. Um, he's now taking advantage of mismatches when he has a small on him. He literally is just turning around and rising up over him. His mid-range and it goes game, in. Yes, <laughs> his mid-range game is is coming around. He had a, a couple of post plays tonight. Now, they were fadeaway post plays, but they went in. And Mavs fans should be really happy about that because we spent 20 seasons watching the post up where it was just a fadeaway. So yeah, uh, it looked really good. He looks really good. His shot's going in. I definitely think he's back.
0: Yeah, he. so his last uh, few games, 27, this was, so 24 tonight, and then 27, 28, 11 32 38 35 and then before that 9 14 15 20 10. now he was out for like what was mm-hmm. it 10 games or yeah. something with the knee thing so the 10 20 15 14 9 those were the first games back but then since then again 35 38 32 11 so i mean i don't i don't expect the the 30s and all of that i don't know if i expect the 28 but yeah, yeah the, the the 20s, the 20s yeah. and on
1: a high efficiency
0: And his rebounding this season. And
1: and block shots. He had five blocks tonight. And you know what I've noticed also? He's actually a pretty clever passer. Uh, He's doing a really good job when he gets the ball, immediately passing it to the corner because he can sense or feel that that guy has leaked over. And you Mm. saw in the last game and in this one, when Luca kind of dragged the defenders out to him on the double, he threw it into Porzingis, but Porzingis could feel – The wing defender was on him, or the corner defender, and he immediately passed it over to Dorian for a wide-open three. Yeah,
0: on that note, he had five assists tonight. Mm -hmm. He had five assists in the previous game. That was a career high, so so he did it. He tied a career
1: high, but he did it again tonight. Just a a side note, can you believe the New York Knicks (laughs) traded Porzingis and Tim Hardaway for Dennis Smith Jr. and two first-round picks?
0: I mean, like it depends on how you feel about Dennis Smith Jr. But well, you know how I feel about Dennis Smith Jr. as a player. So yeah, it's uh, it's I mean, it, and regardless of how you feel about him, you, he's you see what he's doing yes, right now. Yeah. So yeah, I am. Um, that that was a steal, and I don't know if Donny like just was like a and smooth talker or the Knicks what. are
1: just stupid, and yeah. and the picks that they're gonna get are gonna suck because. The Mavericks are good, so there's going to yeah, be like true. two picks in the 20s. So the Knicks gave away Porzingis for nothing.
0: I mean, honestly, though, they made the mistake that the Mavericks make a lot. They were like, it was more about cap space for them. Like, yeah, I but, think I think they were intrigued by Smith, but I think the cap space because they thought they were going to get Kyrie and Durant.
1: Yeah, but this isn't about the Mavericks' failures. No, this I'm is just about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. The the Mavericks won the trade if they only got Hardaway.
0: Oh, snaps. I mean, that's that's cold. That's cold, Marty. But Smith sucks. I mean, he he, ha, he struggles to contribute.
1: Smith sucks at the
0: NBA level.
1: Okay, he shouldn't be in the NBA.
0: He might not
1: be. Well, he can after go to China while. and average thirty points he a game He actually and be a probably
0: there. would. Yeah. yeah, like who was it? OJ? Oh no, no, it was a uh, Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, went over there and dropped Won, fifty nine. like MVP yeah. or something. Yeah. So, um, anyways, how do we start talking about that? Because because Kristaps is awesome. Because Porzingis has been so
1: great for the Mavs. Yeah.
0: Um, he's averaging nine rebounds mm-hmm. a game this year. For career his, high. Yeah. His career in New York, he averaged seven. Like, uh, is this deliberate or is this just the Mavs system? I don't know. I mean, they score efficiently. It's not like there's there can't be that many more rebounds available. But actually, I want to see. Well, these
1: are defensive rebounds. They're not even offensive. He's not really a good offensive rebounder. Yeah.
0: Uh, It's primarily
1: all defensive rebounding.
0: Yeah, his total rebound percentage has gone up, too. So in New York, it was 12 and a half. Here, it's almost 16.
1: Yeah. Well, one thing that helps is teams don't have a lot of bigs. They don't play a lot of bigs. And so typically, he's the tallest guy. Well, I mean, he's always the tallest guy. But there's probably one other big that he's going to have to fight. There's not two like there used to be.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So, and but he is I'm not to take anything away from what he's doing. He's definitely been a much better rebounder than I was anticipating whenever we got him.
0: I wanna ask you a question. So I, I think about this and then I never actually get the answer for myself. Do you think there's any team in the Western Conference playoffs that have no no no, let me re reward that. How many teams in the Western Conference playoff race have an elite big man like a real actual traditional or close to traditional big man
1: traditional i, I mean i mean like the, the closest Shaq, thing but, you know. that i can think of would be anthony davis yeah but he, he even does a lot of turnaround fadeaways it's not like he's doing hook shots and yeah well that's and shimmies down that's there that's
0: what i mean but it's yeah. a guy like you know the seven footer that is going to be up or Davis something. Yeah. is
1: is the first guy I think of uh, um, in the West. The
0: Jazz have Gobert.
1: Yeah, but he's not a offensive player. True. So he's really he's an all you guy, but you're you're not just going to give him the ball and let him go to work. So
0: yeah, okay. You know. Um, the Nuggets with Jokic. Jokic, yeah, he plays a he lot in post. the post. Yeah, yeah he plays so, in the post. Jokic. Um, the Clippers. I mean, nah. they have Harold, but he's not that no, big. No. So, um, Rocket's definitely not. Uh, <laughs> the Thunder, Stephen Adams.
1: Again, like yeah, yeah, he's but just he's, a defensive guy. We're talking about tri- yeah.
0: Well, you know. I mean, I kind of mean both sides. Okay. So, I guess my question yeah, would Adams be would then, be does it yeah. not matter that he's not that they don't play offense?
1: Well, we saw the last time we played the Thunder, um, Stephen Adams was essentially taken out of the game That's true. because okay. of Porzingis.
0: Uh, the Grizzlies, oh, they have, uh, what's his name, Va- Valanchunas?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonas yeah. Valanchunas.
0: The Trailblazers does... Whiteside
1: and, 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 and Yerk, Nurkic. Nurkic. Is but Nurkic he's out. back? No, no, God, When
0: is he coming back? Okay, and then um, the Pelicans have Zion Williamson. So what, what's the point you... of all oh, this? okay, us? yeah. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> my point... We're going to name every player on every team. <laughs> Let's go through the whole league. Um, My point was, uh, is Kristaps enough, you know, because before it was like they had Kristaps and Powell, they had kind of that size, they had the two bigs out there, and now it's just Kristaps, and they play five out a lot. Like, do you see, uh, like, say they match up against any team in the playoffs, Not, not just who they are right now, but just any team in the playoffs, do you see a matchup where it's like, ooh, I wish we had more size?
1: The only one would be the Lakers, but we haven't played the Lakers with the five out offense. That's they true. the Lakers And they
0: already beat the Lakers twice.
1: Yes. And and well, yes. Okay, you, we'll you give you what the I other mean. one. Yeah. yeah. Um the Lakers also they won't be able to play Dwight and Anthony Davis on the court when they play the Mavs. They won't be able to play both of them at the same time yeah, because yeah. of the the spacing that the Mavericks will will but be able to provide.
0: Maybe they'll just put Davis on Finney Smith, like the Jazz put Gobert on Finney Smith.
1: Yeah, but you're still pulling him a little bit away from the basket, and yeah, that's true. They they could do that, but then Dwight Howard, who's he guarding?
0: Kristaps. Yeah. Is he
1: going to guard Kristaps out on the three point line?
0: Yeah. And yeah, then you can't switch and put Howard on Finney Smith. Yeah. So, so yeah.
1: it's to me they would have to play. The Mav style of basketball, not the other way around.
0: Okay. My only retort to that would be that the Lakers are 41-12. and 12. I don't think they really need to adjust to a whole lot of teams. But they
1: haven't played with the five out. Okay. And we've already yeah, okay, I beat see what them you mean. once on their home court, once at home, and then the refs rip that away. Yeah. So we have shown that we can beat them. Now, I'm not saying we're better than them. We're not right now, but I, I think that we would provide a lot of challenges mm-hmm. for them because they have this traditional lineup, and I just don't know if they can score enough with the Mavericks. Am I saying they're going to beat the Lakers? Absolutely not. But, I think uh, in a series, the Lakers would win, but I think the Mavericks would give them a lot of challenges.
0: I think what you mean, like the principle of what the what the yes. Mavericks do.
1: And I think that's why you saw the Rockets do what they did. Mm. and the Mavericks didn't have to make that trade in order to make that happen because they had Porzingis.
0: Yeah. And honestly, the Clippers are kind of close to that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have a very tall lineup. Now they're very long and athletic and just yeah. a bunch of good defenders. But,
1: and it's not yeah. even – well, that's better than what the Lakers have. It's not yeah. about size. It's about can you guard out on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And when you have two bigs out there like Anthony Davis and, and Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee, They can't guard out on the perimeter like that when the Mavericks play Porzingis at the five, in my personal opinion. Now, I think they would find a way to beat the Mavericks anyways, but who knows?
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, that's all I have. I feel like we kind of just got to talking towards the end, but uh, anything else you have to add about this game or that you want to say to our listeners? Nope. Like, thank you for listening. Wow. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it if you're listening on apple Podcasts, leave a rating or a review remember you can listen to new episodes and read exclusive articles at dallashoopscast.com that article about michael kidd gilchrist that's there uh, i dug into the analytics uh, the film there's videos and charts i talked to mike procopio the former uh, he's a former uh, player development coach with the mavericks to get his thoughts on what um, like what we should expect from Kid Gilchrist development It's a, It's. a. I feel so good. bad
1: <laughs> because you did all this work it was, and I just know, don't think he's going to play very much it
0: was interesting for me but yeah I, I would feel like if I wrote 2000 words and then he like doesn't play at all
1: It'd be a waste of effort uh, Yeah,
0: but you know what it was interesting and I like the Mavericks so whatever uh, that's there the Twitters and the Things uh, and I think that's pretty much it We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.